Coming to you from the HagmanReport.com studio. Located in the Keystone State, birthplace of a mighty nation, it's your host, Doug Hagman. You know, apparently it's okay to bomb pregnancy centers, to, to light them on fire, but it's not okay to pray for people going into abortion or killing centers because 11 were just arrested for doing just that. And, and of course, uh, we had a, uh, one of our own arrested um, yesterday, day before yesterday, I believe, um, Again, you know, um, it, it's difficult to even comprehend what is taking place today. And I happened on uh, someone, someone I had known. And in fact, this individual may have even been on the show before. I don't even know. Long, long, long time ago. And, and uh, screaming about, well, we, you know, we shouldn't be fighting against uh, you know, saying anything or, you know, we really shouldn't be fighting against the Illuminati or, or the um, party of Davos. We, it's, it's not our job, right? And I thought to myself, man, that just really hacks me off. And then it was during the night that Steve sent me one of my favorite quotes from Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And you know it, folks. I know it. You know it. Silence in the face of evil is itself evil and God will not hold us guiltless. Now those are the famous words of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a Lutheran pastor who was killed by the Nazis for resisting the regime. However, he was not the first man of God trying to point out this profound truth to a deaf generation. With me right now is Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com, gen6.com, qfiles.tv, and you know him, good friend of mine, brother. In fact, uh, again, during the night, you have to go on our schedules, folks. Uh, middle of the night, Steve Quayle's busy emailing and, and uh, uh, giving me information, and, and it's, uh, I'll tell you what, he really is, uh, he's tireless. And, and I'm proud to know him, my good friend, Steve Quayle. Steve, thanks for joining me. Well, Doug, it's a, uh, it's a very timely and important broadcast we're doing today because, again, had that guy said that to me, I would have said, you freaking meow man, let me get you a bowl of milk and I will send you a case of <laughs> kibbles and bits, Okay. And oh, by the way, the cat box is over in the corner. That kind of attitude to me exemplifies the most cowardly, the most, uh, I can't even say the words, uh, the most, uh, I'm searching for a word, Doug, that's nice, that, that, that represents to me the complete denial of faith. And that's exactly what Jesus spoke about when people come to him saying, Lord, Lord, didn't we do? Most people that come to Jesus, I'm afraid that think they're saved and aren't going to say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do? Or they said, Lord, we didn't do anything, but we're just counting on your grace to save us. The James, apostle said, faith without works is dead. Now, 
Eric Metaxas wrote a great article. And Eric, if you'd put it up, I'm going to read the first six paragraphs. Kudos to Art Moore. God bless him. God bless the author of this. Because we're going to talk about the absolute parallels between the Third Reich and the the Final Reich, which we're going. But this is called Silence of American Churches Echoes Nazi Germany, 1930s Nazi Germany. Ladies and gentlemen. When I wrote the book, Empire Beneath the Ice, this isn't the pitch. I'm just telling you how the Nazis won World War II. They truly did. You can't name an industry in the United States that wasn't an offshoot of uh, Operation Paperclip in which the United States government brought high-ranking Nazi scientists, bankers, financiers, pharmaceutical giants, captains of industry in the United States, gave them alternative identification, and then absolutely um, how should I say this, launched the uh, plans and the industrialization of a, post, uh, a post-World post War II country. And basically, it was a lot of the Nazis. So I want to read this, okay? Because Doug just read you the quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer. If that is an indictment against this church that we now claim, and that's a a disservice to Jesus to call it his church, but the apostate church, and I personally am tired, and and I'm telling you point blank, ladies and gentlemen, I think by the time we get through today, you're going to see that the reason we are sheep led to the slaughter and nobody ever puts the blame on the right people is because of the false shepherds and God rebukes them. But here, let's go here, because again, this really is on my heart. Doug and I were emailing back and forth, I think at 3 o'clock my time, 3 a.m., 5, right around there. Now, here's what he said, and and kudos to the author of this. About 3,000, the approximately 18,000 Protestant pastors in Germany in the 1930s openly supported Adolf Hitler, and about the same number ended up opposing his tyrannical rule. Isn't it interesting that, uh, you know, uh, approximately one six. Now, if you took out Hitler's name, and by the way, and you put in the President of the United States, the Congress of the United States, the entire nation of the United States, you wouldn't be inaccurate. And by the way, um, no comment on Trump at this point, because the point is, is that we're talking about who is in office at this point. But it was a vast majority of ministers, about 12,000, who chose to remain silent. Now, Doug, what I'm seeing right here, too, isn't it interesting? It's two-thirds against one-third, kind of like the amount of angels that fell, and who chose to remain silent, arguing it wasn't their place to engage in politics. And you just had a personal encounter with a meow man that is absolutely uh, a poster child for that. Did you not? Yeah. That yeah. It, actually, it was uh, just to be clear, it was a post from earlier this year. Somebody posted something earlier this year on some obscure website and they sent me a link to it. And essentially what it was was, yeah, we know what, uh, well, we're not, this isn't our fight. We're not supposed to engage in fight. I'm not going to get into it because I don't want to give any oxygen to the situation, but you know, it's, um, uh, you got the gist of it. So, yeah, and I'm thinking to myself, wait a second. This is exactly what you had just sent to me, like two emails prior to that. 
And, and I'm thinking, my goodness, um, when I say what you sent to me, the fact that we are not to be silent in the face of evil, because God will not hold us guiltless. Go ahead, sir. Well, I think it's important now, you know, it's again, I want to reread this. And I won't interrupt myself, but it was the vast majority of ministers, about 12,000, who chose to remain silent, arguing it wasn't their place to engage in politics, who enabled the Nazis to crush the heroic 3,000 who stood up against the dictator. It points out Eric Metaxas in his new book, Letter to the American Church. That is the nightmare that they thought it would be safe. Metaxas said in an interview with James Robeson on Live uh, Live Today TV program, The pastors, Metaxas said, decided we won't take a position. We don't want to be political. We'll just keep our nose down, preach our little stuff on Sunday morning. And and when we leave this building, we're going to bow to the authority of the state. Metaxas contends the American church today mirrors the silence of the German church before the Holocaust. If church leaders, he said, don't learn the lesson of the 1930s, we're going down precisely the same path. And I maintain we're going down the same path and they're not going to they're not going to change. And people say, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Trust me when I say that the Germans did believe that the future was even possible. But it happened. And we are no different than the Germans, he said. Metaxas, the author of a best-selling book about German Lutheran pastor Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who boldly opposed the Nazi regime and was executed for his participating in the famous Operation Valkyrie plot to assassinate Hitler. And it's really important that people understand. Again, the reason I'm talking about 1947, thank you, Eric, uh, and the reason I'm talking about 1947 in the relationship, the Operation High Jump, is when persecution can no longer be denied. And Doug, I have a, I can't shake this statement, you know, that we are the Colosseum. The Christians won't be in the Colosseum. The Christians will be the Colosseum spectating to their own demise. Now, I know there are, there are pastors, you and I both know a couple that think, oh, this negative stuff, we've got to give the people more of this, that. Where are they speaking out of, against evil when they had the opportunity? See, it's okay to take pot shots against people that have been, you know, crying out against evil, trying to stop the evil, trying to rescue the perishing. But the silence in the pulpits, and ladies and gentlemen, this just isn't the apostate, you know, mega churches. This is in the average pulpits. It doesn't matter if it's Church of God. There are exceptions. Assembly of God, Lutheran, Methodist, whatever out there, you know, there are some amazing, and I mean, like uh, uh, Vigano, some amazing Catholics, and, and a lot of people don't like Catholics. I'm not one of them. Catholics have to come to Jesus Christ the same way everybody else does. You cannot have a special dispensation for Jews. You cannot have a special dispensation for Catholics. We all come to Jesus and God the Father through Jesus the Son. So, ladies and gentlemen, why are we right now watching a redo of Nazi Germany? I'll tell you really simply, because the Nazis still control the world. They control the world beyond anything any of us can imagine. When the Nazis in Antarctica, yes, that's where they did, New Schwabenland, made the deal with the devil. The devil promised them a thousand-year rule and reign. And by the way, most people don't understand that, Doug, that the Nazis believe they will have their millennial reign of evil. 
And quite candidly, most people are so spiritually compromised that they cannot even begin to engage in a conversation, let for, let, or, or let alone, I should say, take on the enemy with the power of the Lord being strong in the Lord's might. Uh, as you and I were texting back and forth last night, I was pondering. I go try to lay down. I couldn't lay down. My mind would kick into high gear. And, 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 and the days are here when you can no longer deny. And I believe the equation is denial equals death. I believe that we are seeing right now, forming on the world stage, in play. And I want to put a, uh, an end to a myth. The myth is, is that Russia may use a tactical nuclear weapon in the Ukraine. They may do this. They may do that. The, the Russians have made it very clear that they are going to do, use strategic nuclear assets, not just simply tactical nuclear assets. We're talking 25 MT megatons. We're not talking 1.2 kiloton weapons. They even uh, put to sea the Belgrad, their state-of-the-art submarine that can dive deeper and can carry the most firepower of any submarine in the world. And they even let it stay on the surface in the Arctic so that the spy satellites in the United States would pick it up and, and to prove that they're serious. Now, I want to make a statement. The same vilification that has taken place against conservatives, against the uh, former President Trump, that's taking place against Christians, the narrative is being controlled. And if, if Christians, and by the way, we who fail to speak up, we who fail to stand up, and we who fail to, uh, how should I say this, engage the enemy in the spiritual realm, and in the physical realm, when commanded to do so, and I believe God will have people that will do that at the right time, but it won't be oath keepers with FBI moles. And I want to make this statement. Everybody who's in a group, you've got to understand if there's any open group, there are agents there that are taking your names. The only safety is in Jesus and taking your marching orders from him. So I want to share this. I watched it happen in Montana when the Freeman, uh, they rose up, they became a national phenomenon. Uh, I met with a group of them. I was never part of them. As a matter of fact, they considered me a traitor. And I said to them, point blank, Doug, I think you've heard the story. They're in my parking lot to my uh, former shooting range I had in Bozeman. And basically, I looked one guy in the eye and I said, you're a fed and you're going to betray, you're going to betray these men unto these. Oh, no, I'm not. I hate the blankety blank. No, he was the exact guy. He was the guy that used. They wouldn't believe what their eyes were seeing because they couldn't look beyond their stand, which was right in their mind, probably legally, too. But at the end of the day, they all died in prison, to the best of my knowledge. So why are we watching this, Oath Keepers? Our oath should be to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, look, I don't, I don't have a problem, but Doug, let me ask you a question. You know, where are all the people that took their oath to the Constitution of the United States? Jesus said, let your yeas be yea and your nays be nay. Where are they? <laughs> Not to be farmed. And, and, you know, by the way, to add to that, we don't need 
to rewrite the Constitution, we need to reread the Constitution and and, and uh, uphold the Constitution. Where are they? Good question. I'd like to know. We see a lot of smoke, a lot of um, crap, you know, with uh, uh, fist-shaking, oh, strongly worded letters and demands for uh, documentation. But you, you know what? It's like It's like this, Steve. You get documents. You get you get a, you get a, everything put together for a, a good criminal indictment, and you take it to, to to the AG or take it to the prosecutor, and they don't do anything with it. What good is it? Go ahead, sir. Well, ladies and gentlemen, when the prophet cried, "Woe to them who call evil good and good evil," that's exactly what's happening right now, and we're talking about the persecution that is now in motion. When I hear that Yuval Harari, and by the way, his middle name is Noah, boy, what a mistake there. But the point is to impugn the great name of Noah, uh, of the Ark fame. The thing is, is that, Doug, people will, so few challenge him, God is dead. We've killed God. Now we're going after his body. Almost, that's not every word, but that's, that's what he said. It's that we don't believe the voices of those because it's too uncomfortable, okay? The responsibility that God has given to us on, on, on commanding us to stand in the power of his might against all evil. The scripture says we have not resisted evil under the shedding of blood. We're at war. So when I hear that puke that sent you, and I'm telling you this, that's the nicest way I can refer to it. Or uh, I would say this, the list of pukes and the vomit people that are, are so cowardly that basically just think that somehow if they stay invisible, what should we call them? The invisible cowards? And I think it's really important right now that people understand uh, the eternal Fate and damnation of cowards. Eric, will you put that up? Uh, the scripture I gave you, uh, I think was the first one I sent you. Because again, in the book of Revelation, it has very much a, a lot to say about how God views the cowards, the fearful, the unbelieving. They're in the same category as murderers. And I, yeah, right here, you know, and, and this is important that people understand. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son or daughter, as it as it, the case may be. Now, look at this, Doug. This is interesting. This jumped out at me at probably 4 o'clock in the morning. The fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is a second death. But isn't it interesting that the fearful and the unbelieving are considered abominable, and they're put in the same category as murderers and whoremongers? Doesn't that make you uh, think? And then sorcerers, that's the pharmaceutical industry down to the T. Neither did Mystery Babylon repent of her sorceries. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to talk about the sorcerer's apprentices. You're watching him in the Center for Disease Creation. You're watching him in the National Institute of Hell. You're seeing the most half-assed, the most disingenuous, egregious apologies. Well, maybe I made a mistake. Yeah, and tens of millions of people died 
I categorically reject that the numbers that are being repeated, or let's say even reported, let alone repeated, by the VIRS report are accurate. There are There is absolutely no accuracy, in my opinion, because when I talk to people who basically have inside information, they say a whole different, uh, how should I say, set of numbers, especially as it affects China, especially as it affected India. And India was losing 35,000 people a day dying until they released ivermectin. When they released ivermectin, the, the, the death stopped. But Eric, put that back up if you would for scripture. I got to finish it. Thank you. And verse nine, and there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of seven last plagues and talk with me, saying, come hither, I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. Ladies and gentlemen, we are looking for the second coming of Jesus Christ. If we are not looking to the second coming, we will end up succumbing to the Antichrist, will be in place of Jesus Christ. Am I making that clear, Doug? We either overcome or we succumb. And succumb means to be, you. Um, what do you say? You give in and are overcome by it. Yeah. No, perfectly clear. And I think, I think people really have to make that distinction. And I don't want to, to drone on, but I, I do believe that that we all have a choice to make and that that choice must be made and we must, um, well, we, we must be more proactive than reactive, proactive rather than not active. And, um, I think we're man, not, I think based on what my, my understanding of scripture, God expects that of us. You know, it's funny because there's, there's the happy crowd that says there's going to be a great revival. America's going to turn back to God. Uh, the, the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous and on and on and on. And yet there is no call to repentance. There is no asking God in his infinite mercy, forgive us, God, for sitting back and watching hundreds of millions of children slaughtered or standing back and saying nothing. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. Going to the prophet, I think it's Nahum, that all the men in the midst of thee are women. Going to the history of even talk radio back 30 years ago, when we were discussing the fluoridation of water, the xenoestrogens, the plastic, the chemical emasculation of men, the uh, excreted pharmaceuticals in the water that public water uh, couldn't filter out. And now we've got basically a trans, transcendent, transgendered, how do I say this, an amalgamation of a biological composite that no longer, in my opinion, is even representative of the astonishing creation of humanity that God gave, that God gave us, that God made us his image and likeness, but only through Jesus do we get the likeness. Look, I'm dealing, and you're dealing, Doug, we deal in the realm of skeptics, scorners, devils, demons, fallen angels, orchestrated AI programs against the truth. And ladies and gentlemen, meanwhile, the four horses of the apocalypse are running. And I, I, I had to correct a guy. I didn't post his article. And he asked me from a biblical standpoint, I said, uh-uh. He was making everything in the book of Revelation an allegory. 
He was making everything in the book of Revelation a metaphor. He didn't understand. I'm going to say this again. The only, uh, how do I say this? Uh, 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 Being in the universe that was worthy to open the scrolls and the seals of the book of Revelation was Jesus Christ himself. Because the entire book of Revelation is about Jesus. And ladies and gentlemen, when you see the thoughts and the plans uh, displayed in plain English that the Illuminists, the globalists, the WEFers, the, the, yeah, the WEFers and all of the, uh, yeah, that's the right thing. Got to be careful. Uh, what no, they have or, planned. Or WMFers as, yes. ooh, yep, uh, I'm okay with that too. Yeah. Go ahead. Yep. And so, you know, here's the deal. I'm going to ask you a question. Is telling the troop, the troop, let's say the, the a congregation, is that, if you're telling them the truth, does that somehow cause people to lose hope or should it lose hope? And if it does cause people to lose hope, Doug, I'll throw it right back to you. Maybe their hope is in the wrong thing. Go ahead, sir. Because you know the you know the uh, accusations. Oh, you guys only talk about bad stuff, bad stuff. We're doing what God's commanded us to do, to warn the people who have ears to hear. And notice Bonhoeffer's statement, uh, you know, basically, how do you talk to deaf people? And I look, I'm, I've got two hearing aids, so I'm not making fun of people who are hard of hearing. But I'm talking about hardened hearts. So, you know, when religion fails, and it's failing now, only relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is going to get us through. Dogma will destroy us. Dogma will deceive us. Jesus, the great shepherd, will lead us. And he's the only one that can give us peace in the midst of the storm. Go ahead, Doug. I, I was just writing that do, uh, that down. Dogma will destroy us. Um, Jesus, the great shepherd, will save us. Um, I, I think that's a fantastic statement. I, I really do. Well, to, to, oh, I have a, go ahead. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. All right. Two, two things, because you, you, you earlier um, in this. In in this part of the conversation, you talked about repentance versus revival. Everyone calling for revival, but no one's talking about repentance. You know, I, I was thinking about that, and you know, most most listeners and viewers, of course, you have you've raised families, you've raised kids, teenagers, for example, and, and think of it this way. This is the way I think of it, and and maybe you you can alter this to fit your your own um, experiences. But imagine having a couple of teenagers of your own uh, get together with a couple more of their friends. And while you're away, maybe on business or, or, or maybe just, just away for the weekend, they have a party at, 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 at your house and they trash your house. I mean, to the point of just, you know, it's just inexcusable and it's just horrible. And you get home and you look and, you think, well, what happened? I mean, you know, my kitchen's half burnt down from stuff, you know, that they were trying to cook and the, 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 everything's a mess. But, but wait, because your teen will come up to you and say, you know what? Ah, guess what? I am going to, I promise you, I am going to absolutely 100% be like a, a, your, your, your pride and joy from now on. Okay, but you look at him and you say, well, 
Well, hang on a second here. You got like a really bad mess to clean up. Oh, no, no, that's all right. That's all right. I, I, I'll be better from now on. Well, what about the mess? I'll be better from now on. Don't worry about it. That's kind of the way I look at it. There is no repentance for what they did. It's, it's you know, let's just go right for that revival as opposed to, to the repentance. And part of that repentance, too, I think, is our responsibility or theirs in, in, the, in that example to clean up the mess that they made. And what mess did we make? We allowed all that crap, that perversity. The, the changing of definitions, the, I mean, you name it, we've allowed it. We've looked the other way because of, well, we're tolerant. We're Christians. We're tolerant. Well, it's enough BS, enough tolerance. It's time to be intolerant now. That's the way I look at it. That's number one. And number two, you asked about the truth. You know, if you're sick and, and believe me, I mean, you, you and I both know this. If, if, if you have a doctor and you got some issues, I'll just use this as a broad example. Let's say a person's got some health issues that they've got to fix. You want the doctor to tell you the truth or you want the doctor to pat you on the head and say, everything's going to be fine. Every dog, everything's going to be fine. You just, you know, just keep on keeping on. Everything's going to be fine. Or do you want to know the truth? You want to know what's wrong and, and you know, get that, get that honesty with your medical provider. Well, it's the same to me. That's the same with, with God. Um, and that's the same with truth tellers, I guess, uh, speaking not on behalf of, but speaking, um, the word of God to others. You, you want to know the truth, not some candy coated version of what you want to hear. Go ahead, sir. Well, I think Doug, the, Example that's happening right now before the world. Let's just deal with the biggest issues of our day. And I'd start with the biological weapon attack on the world, the global depopulation. The disconnect cannot be explained by anything more than either mind control seduction, separate from mind control, the devil's seduction, because the Bible's clear we're giving heed to seducing spirits. We won't speak up for the innocents that drop dead before our eyes. You know, it used to be if you said that somebody dropped dead, you didn't like them very much. Now we have all these people dropping dead and the mainstream accessories to murder, MSATM, will not even deal with the obvious. And so more and more people are dying or having prolonged uh, uh, symptoms of something even worse coming. So the thing is, is that we're, we've watched the biological release of agents. Now we've got Ebola in Uganda, 10 people diagnosed, 40 believed infected. And here's something I want everybody to understand. There will be no reprieve from the infected injections. There will be no pulling back. There will be time periods in between before they can get their story, cover stories. But now we're hearing all kinds of nonsense. And it's becoming more and more deadly. Now, thrust us into nuclear war. The four horsemen, the apocalypse, couldn't be more plain. It's not a metaphor. Of course, horses galloping, carrying the riders. The point is, is that those have been released. Those are real, real, how should I say this, individuals or, if you will, angelic presences that are released on the earth. So how can anybody just deny the famine? How about this, Doug? 
Western civilization, Sweden telling its population, uh, build a tent in the middle of your house. And what's the next thing? You know, burn your furniture in the middle of your floor to stay warm. The suicidal sanctions against Russia were all designed to destroy Russia because they have an N-word in it. No, not that one, but nationalism. The destruction of the United States has gone beyond the place of can't turn it around. Ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are hoping that things will really change during uh, the next election, midterms, you're deluded. You're deluded. Because when you had the man, and we had the man, I voted for him, in office, he could have, he didn't. He should have, he didn't. He talked a big line, he didn't follow through on it. But in the meantime, he kept the people that were openly treacherous against him, who were speaking out against him uh, from General Milley. And now we have a military or maybe a silly-tary defense secretary uh, secretary in that time period was a better guy than Austin is in this time period. By the way, the internal destruction of U.S. military has been going on since 20-some years ago when the U.S. Air Force Academy started kicking out Christians, kicking out uh, chaplains, and, and, and basically saying, we want warlocks, we want witches. We want uh, basically uh, Satanists. We want anybody, but we don't want Christians. That happened. Um, you can look it up. You can just check it out. A couple famous cases. I remember you talking about that contemporaneous to when that was taking place, Steve. So, and, and people were were very averse to what you were saying. They were saying, "No, no, no." It's just a policy issue, but, but no, it, exactly. So thank you yep. for, for that. Well, And I, I think that when you understand something interesting, that Satan is called the prince and power of the air, okay? It's interesting, too, to me that uh, he they always talk about dark forces. Now, I believe there are men and women in the Air Force that love Jesus with all their heart. I believe the heads of the Air Force, especially at the Pentagon level, are are willingly and knowingly destroying our own military from within. At that time, Doug, when you just referred, and this is critical, ladies and gentlemen, I said the day will come when we will need the Air Force assets when we come into the end-time battle. I'm talking about Russia in those days. And our planes won't fly. There'll be Our planes will be dropping out of the skies i think i even tried to rhyme it then dropping out of the skies like flies and now you have a hundred of our transport airplanes grounded from time to time entire fleets of specific fighters have been grounded b-52s have been grounded and i don't think doug what what's lost on me is the fact that if you tell the truth as you do i tell the truth as i do we back up everything with, uh, especially when it comes to weapon systems that are being de- developed and designed by Russia. I mentioned the Belgrade uh, submarine with 100 megaton torpedoes, nuclear torpedoes that are autonomous. That means they can drive and direct wherever they go based on the parameters of their software. When we were talking about the Kinzhal missile, the hypersonic missile, that can go so fast that in essence, 90 seconds, you know, I, I remember what uh, the movies with the cars uh, being stolen, uh, uh, something like gone in 60 seconds or gone in whatever, uh, you know, 
the, in, in essence, what I think what people need to understand, America does not have that technology. So you're lied to, you're controlled, you're dictated to, you're mind controlled. Even the head of the former former head of the CIA is dead now, bragging openly that they're, they'll know they have accomplished their goal when everything the American people believe is a lie, Bill Casey. You have the entire, if you will, judicial uh, system focused in on Americans to the point of the Deagle report coming into prominence. Doug, I still believe that most people can't get it through their heads, even people that listen to you and I. Now, our listeners, in my opinion, are some of the most well-educated people, the people of good spirit, of the right spirit, and who have a hunger for truth. Obviously, we've got our detractors. Obviously, we've got our spies. Obviously, we're probably put up on the uh, a certain situation room on a 40 by 60 TV in real time. And those of you who are watching it or in that category, you listen to spy. You're given the last reprieve from the living God. There comes a time when the Bible's very clear and we're there where God's spirit will not always strive with man. So we've got the four horsemen of the apocalypse. We've got global famine. We've got global hunger. We've got people in our country that don't have any water to drink. Water, water, nowhere to be found. And 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 now uh, all the arguments against preparation are totally bound because again, let's take and let's take Florida. I'm on record, Dane Wigington's on record independently of each other that that was an orchestrated attack. That being the hurricane that hit Florida being steered, initiated, and supercharged by HARP technology, not just in Gakona, Alaska. I checked with some people that are, excuse me, itchy. Uh, I checked with some guys who are really up on weather warfare, scientists, and they said it was a triangulated attack on Florida. Transmitter in Alaska, transmitter in Colombia, and transmitter in Puerto Rico. And the antenna array, listen to this, Doug, were dispersed so you can't just see, like if you see HARP in Alaska, the antenna ray is just like a giant power plant with all these antennas. But they've gotten uh, more clever now. So imagine this, triangulating. Imagine the collective power. Instead of just blasting a uh, uh, bowl of water with one microwave with whatever percentage of microwave energy, they're hitting it with three. They're focusing. They're triangulating it. Ladies and gentlemen, you hear the uh, the entity in Florida saying nobody f's with the Bidens. Did you hear that, Doug? Of course you did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this: Why is he in Florida, and why is he making that statement at that point? Well, it's supposedly he's talking to the mayor. Blah blah blah. Ladies and gentlemen. This is why America burns is because they fail to discern. And, and who? Who's going to initiate? We get into the, uh, we regain the, uh, whatever, the Congress or the Senate, the Congress. We're going to really, you know, investigate this. Investigate until your heart's blue. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, and I don't know the time. Jesus knows the time. But from the people that, have criticism about what the Word of God says. When you talk about reality, 
how can you even begin to embrace the fact that when Dmitry Medvedev, the former president of Russia, made the statement, look, you guys, we're a nuclear superpower. We got 6,000, you know, nuclear uh, warheads. We have the fastest subs. You know, they're building the uh, Sukhoi 57 fighters right now. Russia's on a wartime footing, Doug, and this is something people have got to understand. They can begin to, how should I say this, maybe recognize when they go to their supermarket and there's no food. They maybe can recognize something's not right when they go to the gas station and it's six, seven bucks a gallon. Okay. Maybe they can go when they get their heating bill and go, good night, this thing just tripled, tripled, tripled. Some places in Europe, it's gone up by 10 times. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Why did it all happen with the flip of a switch? It's because a certain time period defined by God, the time period of tribulations, the birth pangs. The, 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 and I want to, Doug, here's something interesting. Most people don't understand this. The devil knows biblical prophecy. He knows he's got his time is short. He knows how to quote the book of Ezekiel. He knows how to quote the book of Isaiah. So why would anybody think that he's going to stick to his initial time frame and not try and hurry it up? In other words, instead of knowing his 42 months is short, he can understand Daniel times, times, times and a half. Evidently, most of evangelical Christendom doesn't. The point being is he's already doing that with the 10 plagues of, of Egypt and slaying the firstborn. And we've been slaying the firstborn since uh, Roe v. Wade. And, and if, if people understood that the prophets of Baal or Baal, or uh, if you will, the Malachians, not the Mohicans, the Malachians, those who worship Moloch, the amount of children's sacrifice. Okay, so I'm told that I'm negative if I tell the people the truth. But if I say, you know, uh, what, landlords say the rent is due, don't worry, be happy, you know, somehow people only want to hear what makes them comfortable, not what they need to hear. And that's why the devastation will be so great. That's why, why, and I'm going to tell you something, the Christian's response to uh, the nuclear destruction of a major city or two on the East Coast, Washington, D.C., and New York, I'm not trying to put fear in anybody. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, you see New York specifically putting the subway signs up, you know, in case of a nuclear attack, take off your clothes. Get rid of them to put them in the dumpster. So what do you do? You got a bunch of naked people running around being irradiated, you know? I mean, that's one nudist colony most people I don't think would even go near. And I'm not saying anybody should join a nudist colony. I'm just saying this. There's no food in the subways. There's no sanitation in the subways. Well, obviously there are where there are, you know, commercial restrooms and stuff, but those will overflow when the power goes. So why do you see stuff like talking about nuclear war? Because Russia made it very clear. We will hold the United States responsible for all the advanced weaponry going into the Ukraine. We're going to hold the United States responsible for the first nuclear weapon that goes off in Russian territory. We're going to hold NATO. Now, listen, this is the truth. If you tell the truth, and I don't believe 
in any way, shape, or form that that the Russians want nuclear war. I believe the West needs nuclear war to try and destroy them. I believe God will protect the nation that he's raised up to judge our nation. And then, obviously, Russia has to deal with God in the Middle East. But these things, Doug, can happen so fast. But here's the thing. There's no civil defense in the United States. So, therefore, if I were a nuclear power and I had been given so much garbage, there's nobody in the history of the world that's been vilified more than Vladimir Putin. I want to make this statement clear. The biggest money in the world that's floated the American dollar Floated the U.S. hegemony, or yeah, well, hegemony, is that how you pronounce it? Hegemony, well, anyway, the U.S. dollar is the, was, not is, was the world's reserve currency. And President Putin takes the brilliant ballpoint pen. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And says, I'm putting a uh, floor under gold of, 32, I'm sorry, $50 US a gram, so 1600 bucks an ounce. Then later on, months later, he adds wheat into the equation. Now, ladies and gentlemen, do you believe God says that just measures, he delights in just measures, but unjust measures are an abomination before God? So, Doug, isn't it interesting? You have the nation that's introducing commodities. Now, this isn't an apology for Russia's communist background. And I reject the fact that you're seeing communism coming out of the Soviet Union, former Soviet Union, now Russia. You're seeing communism daily, hourly, minute by minute in the articles as the United States has undergone, undergone past tense, a communist takeover and takedown. And we're talking, excuse me, about the Christian pogroms And the persecution that's coming just like Stalin's pogroms. And what did he use? He used starvation. Even Bill Gates admitted that, you know, cows don't contribute to greenhouse gases and eating meat. I'm sure, ladies and gentlemen, that once in a while, even somebody like him gets incredulous as to the stupidity of uh, the average person on the planet. So, Doug, the switch is turned on. We're talking about famine. We're talking about drought. Drought where there's no water. California's aquifers are running dry, not in every place, but in specific places. You're watching the death of California farming, slowly but surely. Oh, except I'm sure Gavin Newsom's vineyard will have water. The hypocrisy of the hellish populations on the West Coast, whether it's the Oregon governor, whether it's a Washington governor, whether it's a Portland mayor, whether it's a Chicago mayor, all of these have one thing in common, in my opinion, okay? I'm open to someone proving me wrong. This is the communist takeover and takedown that is au fait complete. In other words, the feat has been accomplished. So you tell me, how a bunch of horror Republicans who have sold out to the Chinese, yes, they have, Australian intelligence, what, maybe a year or two ago, broke how many of our politicians were on 
the Chinese payroll? It's a question of who wasn't, not who is. Exactly. And, and there's a 70 confirmed in the, in one report, but go ahead. Well, I, th- I think that, Doug, the point that we're trying to get at is this. Do the people of God claimants, okay, to professing Christendom, do they believe, number one, that God is holy? Uh, good question. I mean, the, 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 no, these are rhetorical, rhetorical questions. Okay, but that, 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 <laughs> that's a good question. Do they believe that God is Go ahead, continue. Oh, holy. Do they believe God is just? Do they believe that there is an absolute basis for truth? Do they believe that based on history, when nations do that which is right in the sight of the Lord, they're blessed? But also when nations, and I'm not even talking Christian nations, when they become so evil like the empires, every empire in history falls. It doesn't matter if it's the Babylonians. It doesn't matter if it's the Greeks, the the Romans. It doesn't matter if it's the United States. It doesn't matter if it was the British Empire. It's not only that the sun, it was said the sun never set on the British Empire. And I will say this, a flower will not grow on what becomes of Great Britain when they take on Russia. Because a hundred megaton tsunami at the mouth of the Thames River is going to basically be very problematic. And oh, by the way, how do you make war against a superpower when your most expensive aircraft carrier lies uh, dead in the water, D-I-T-W? Well, we'll tell the people that it was a broken propeller shaft, but it was really an electromagnetic shutdown of our multi-billion dollar aircraft carrier. Oh, why? That sounds just like what happened to the Donald S. Cook. And then we hear these statements coming ad nauseum. Boy, the Russians better be careful. Every single conversation that was initiated against Russia. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to teach you something. This is the root of the issue. It's not the fruit. The fruit will be nuclear war. But the root is we are provoking it because the very same people that are destroying you and I, as soon as they're released to do so, will do so. The trains that are that went to Auschwitz, that went to Tbilisi, yes, they really did go to the camps, you know, Buchenwald. All of those, you know what the Lutheran churches did? Sing louder. And Doug, you know what our equivalent will be? Deny more, okay? That's right. Deny more. I mean, the the amount of, of information out there, information saturation, you know, uh, uh, from from Alex's uh, uh, DVDs and videos, from the people that came forth who are working in the prison camps, to the prison guards, to one of the guys that told me had majestic clearance. If you don't believe it exists, you know, go listen someplace else. Uh, of all the guillotines in the prison camps, 275,000 of them. Well, I don't believe it. Of course you don't. The people that always respond to any truth by I don't want to, I don't believe it, should really be honest at least once and say, I can't believe it because I can't deal with the ramifications. So here's one that I think every Christian will probably have to answer for to the Lord when he said, why did you not listen to me? When God said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. 
Doug, what knowledge is that? No, I'll throw it back to you just for a minute. I need to take some water. What knowledge is that? God, I mean, God's word to me. But, but, but then again, okay, to me, it goes beyond that. I mean, first of all, you've got to have the, the spiritual, the biblical, if that's the correct term, the spiritual knowledge, the, the information uh, imparted by the word of God to each one of us, individually and collectively through the Bible, um, and, and of course by Scripture. So that, that's that's knowledge there. But but it's beyond that, I, I believe. I believe that our responsibility extends beyond that, if that's your question, Steve. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, no, no. You, you, you've got it. Here's the thing. The knowledge of the Most High God, the fear of the Lord. Now, there are people that talk about the force or the universe, there are people that talk about, you know, uh, the great clock that created itself. I want to tell you something interesting. And all those that uh, signed up with us who watched the Hagman Quail fundraiser on, you know, Egyptian uh, alien presence in the Americas, people still ask me, well, why is that important? Because, ladies and gentlemen, there's a foreign god coming on the planet. He is what the Pentagon refers to, the gods of the Sumerians. But it's not the Sumerians. At the end of the day, it's the Luciferian point of contact on the earth, along with one-third of the angels that fell to raise hell, to make war on the saints, to absolutely try and eradicate that very last human being. So there are those that are promising a new age Valhalla. And I say, what the hell? How are they going to have a New Age Valhalla when those guys even fight amongst themselves? You know what's interesting? Because no matter how good of communists you are, when one communist figures a way to get an angle on another communist, guess what? To the victor go the spoils. Same thing in the military. The military that was is no longer the military that is. I, I wish that, and I, I, I take that back, I pray that literally the eyes of America will be open. I pray this continually, God, open the eyes of the United States citizenry to let them see the peril they're in. So, so I, 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 can I ask, do, do yeah. you see, this is one thing that um, I, I haven't asked you directly, I don't think, but do you see... This awakening, not revival, but an awakening of the public where people are saying, wait wait a second, there's definitely something wrong here. And what I'm hearing from the mainstream media or whatever, it it doesn't comport with what, what, with reality. So do, do you see at least an awakening? If not, if not a revival, an awakening, people are starting to pay attention and say, there's something wrong here. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, if you put the word rude in front of it, do I see a, a rude awakening? You, I, I see people um, forming, I guess you'd call them discussion groups, you know, people who find someone that's like-minded and they need to bounce stuff off people. Look, God himself created the family. It was God that said it's not good for man to live alone. And, and what's interesting is we always hear of the household of faith. We always hear of the family of faith, 
And yet the very, here's what's interesting. The destruction of the American family has accelerated to the point where confused pronoun people can no longer, how should I say this, uh, even relate to their former pronouns because now there's, can't, you know, there is alphabetical distortion of reality. That's a new statement of mine, okay? In other words, he, she, it, they, what, uh, all of, all, I, I don't even know where to go. And, and Doug, it's interesting. I'm on record as saying it, transhumanism. Transhumanism, transgenderism are just the right and left hand of the destruction of humanity, one by technological means and one by perversion and by, how do I say, how the redefinition of men and women. Now, the Supreme Court justice that was, whatever her name, Ken, what's her name, Ken, Kenji or something like that, you know, whatever her name was. Yeah, uh, Jackson, Brown Jackson. Yeah, 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 whatever. You know, when she couldn't define what a woman was and America went along with it, oh, there were a couple of jokes, you know, but the joke was on the United States of America. Can you imagine the rest of the world watching what's going on in this country? You've got the presidential entity saying nobody Fs with Biden. You've got Kamala Harris basically saying North Korea is our ally. And she's asking the military commandant on the uh, at the DMZ, demilitarized zone, so what's that over there? And he gives her a pair of binoculars. And she's looking, <laughs> what, less than 50, 50 to 100 yards through binoculars and goes, wow, that's really close. Ah! The rest of the world just is voting daily against them. Saudi Arabia cutting their oil. It was a time when Saudi Arabia was an ally of the United States. Every single ally of ours is going to turn against us. You can, every one of you can take that to the bank. Did you, you notice, can, can, can I interject something? Since yes. you mentioned Saudi Arabia. One thing I noticed, and, and this was not pointed out by the mainstream media, I found it very interesting when uh, President Trump went to Saudi Arabia. Now, Saudi Arabia, they are big on um, pomp and circumstance. I, I, I don't know how else to describe it, but they're big on ceremony. You saw everything laid out for President Trump, I mean, upon his visit. Biden goes, and it's nothing more than a fist bump. Yep. Okay, so you know the contempt by Saudi Arabia. And now, I'm not... I'm not glorifying Saudi Arabia. I'm just saying they know, but sadly, the American people don't see what what's going on here. Go ahead, sir. Well, I think that's a really good example of it. I think even more so is there is no respect, you see, because ladies and gentlemen, when I, I have a statement now, Doug, high heels do not stop hypersonic missiles. Especially somebody said, yeah, Steve, especially if they're red. That's poking fun at the military. By the way, they denied that Russia had hypersonic missiles until they were demonstrated. Kinzal. Yes. I want to share something, ladies and gentlemen. God tells us in the word of God to come hide ourselves away 
until his indignation is passed. Do you know what Russia's EMP weapons are named? You're going to love it, Doug. Satan, right? No, nope, not that too. Well, but the weapon, their EMP weapons are their weapons of indignation. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. the EMP weapons. I'm sorry. Yes, yes. yes. Echo, you know, whatever, you know, Mary Paul or Papa, I guess. But the bottom line is, is that the denial. Now, now what you're thinking of is the Satan 1 and 2 missiles, okay? Named for the United States and NATO. I mean, that's what they're named for. Putin made a statement, Medvedev, and a lot of the Russian speakers have, look, we're not going to keep this in the tactical realm. I, I mean, there's so many stupid, stupid, uh, uh, what do you call it, frustrating newspapers. Well, well, President Putin used a tactical nuclear weapon uh, on Kiev or Kiev, whatever. And, and the answer is no, he's going to use strategic nuclear weapons against NATO headquarters or against Washington, D.C., uh, New York, or he's got so many options. But the Satan 1 and 2 weapons, missiles, we don't have anything like that. We just don't. And what's interesting is Russia's building newer weapons. Our weapons are old. Henry Groover had a vision. That when the United States came under attack, I'd urge everybody to go and look at it. Uh, you know, you can look it up on the internet. Henry Groover's vision of Russia attacking the United States. He had an interesting detail. And that interesting detail was as their missiles were coming in, none of ours were going off. Do you remember that? Yes. And and it was like it was like he said, it was like radio transmitters, but there was no communication. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to tell you, you'll never hear the truth from the conglomerate at the pentagram, okay, ever. You'll never hear the truth. And, and to add what you're saying on a different topic with China, the simulations ran, the war times, the war simulations ran South China Sea, Straits of Taiwan. Uh, I think we're 10 and 0 in terms of the war gaming, in addition to what you're saying about Russia. So people need, I think really people need to know how bad things are. And about Russia, too, getting back to that, if I can say this, what I found very interesting when um, I was doing some research, Steve, I was looking at the the disarmament plan that was being conducted back in the late 90s by Richard Luger, Sam Nunn at the time, and, and, and how, um, they went out to Russia to oversee the dismantling of, uh, of nuclear warheaded missiles and such. Well, I find it very interesting that the junior center from Illinois at that time in the early 2000s was Barack Hussein Obama and the information collected there was not at all what we were told. So go ahead, sir. Well, again, I, I think that what, <laughs> I'm going to say this, when Jesus said the whole world lies in the evil one, and ladies and gentlemen, at this point in time in history, someone, and I, you know, I am at the, the place, I've arrived at the place where there is no answer, there's no political solution to a spiritual problem. I said that years ago, 
But the only thing I can give to people is the hope of the Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus promised us what no other, quote, claimant to be God or no other uh, uh, teacher, holy man, whatever you want to call him, said, he said, I will be with you to the end and you will be more than conquerors because of me. The authority of the believer has been septicided. And that, that's the septus of the pulpits. Now, somebody says, oh, you're an angry man against all those preachers. No, I'm an angry man against cowards. And yes, I'm angry because the scripture says you can be angry and sin not. It's always easy for, you know, and meows, you know, so you've got dumb clucks and you got meow men, okay? It's always easy to listen to such profane cluckery. <laughs> or also such wimpy, whining, meowing, lapping milk from a bowl people, okay? And Doug, that's what that's what the world sees in Christendom. I love, I do. I'm not Russian Orthodox, okay? I love what uh, one of the uh, Russian Orthodox uh, priests said. He said, America has become the Antichrist. Well, he's right. Because we are the ones who have made war. Our government, the ones that people voted for, made war on God. So I'm going to ask every Democrat out there or the spineless rhinos, Republicans in name only, where were you guys when your entire heritage, when your entire Pledge of Allegiance, Constitution, Bill of Rights, your entire blessing and, and, and the country that was versus the country that is, where were you guys? Where were you? Where were you ladies? At a Republican meeting? I was asked to speak. You're going to love this, Doug. I was asked to speak at a Republican, some, some kind of a committee. I said, no. I, I, she didn't get the words off her lips faster than I answered no. I, I, I wish I could have heard that conversation. I, yeah, I have a feeling pretty, there was more than just no, but yeah. okay. Yeah, well, you're, you're pretty close. Um, I was respectful, but I said, ma'am. I said, you're all basically just looking for a political solution. She said, well, I'm not. I said, well, then you'd be the rare one. And I said, the knowledge that I would share with you would be so apolitical, but so life-saving that most people would go, well, why did we come to hear that? Because, Doug, they want to know, they want me or some other figure to tell them, all right, ladies. And my mother was what a, com- a precinct committee woman for so many decades of the Republican Party in Gallatin County. You know, uh, that's the county I live in. And but I can remember her frustration. And my mother is very smart. I mean, when I say very smart, I'm not flattering anything outside of my mother. But she would always come home and basically from those meetings and just say. They just don't see it, and I wonder if they ever will. That's like four years ago. I was going to say, when was that? Because, yeah, obviously that that okay. And, yeah, and, that was that was when I was in my twenties. So, so fifty years ago, one hundred and fifty years ago. Okay, no, yeah, three hundred, three hundred and fifty. <laughs> my wife said, you know, she's going to get this test done that, <laughs> that that tells her biological age, and and I said, well, they would have a new, they would have a new. Uh, uh, standard for me, it would be 
300 and cranky. So it'd be 300 plus C, okay? My wife's biological age is is almost literally um, 30 years younger. I mean, she's already had some of the tests. Um, and so the thing is, is that I only say that to say that we're we're at the point now where people need specific direction and only Jesus can give us. Doug, I know you get the emails. You and I have talked, you know, you and I have talked. We can't give anybody more than God who gave his only begotten son. We can't give anybody a plan at this point except the plan of salvation. Amen. We can't give any more comfort than the comforter, the Holy Spirit of the living God. That when we come to know Jesus, inviting him into our hearts, turning from our personal sin, being sorry, apologizing, Jesus, forgive me, Lord. And then understanding that it'll take a work of his infinite patience and the power of his infinite blood to clean us and to cleanse us. But when God the Father sees us and the devil comes to accuse us and Jesus stands up for us and says, Father, he's mine. It's about time we stand up and say to the world, the God of heaven rules and reigns and our Savior lives. And you back off him. Because you see, Doug, we've allowed the narrative to go so far against truth, against God. Now, even Superman's going to be gay, I guess, you know. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, no, they're talking about that. I'm not just making that. Catwoman's no. going to turn into a lesbian, okay? Uh, great. Now, you, instead of the DC comics, which I guess is one of the, the originators of them, now you'll have the uh, pronoun comics, okay? Where it'll be uh, truth, no, no more truth, no more justice in any way you want it, you know? And, and, but see, everything, our borders, language, cultures, kudos to Michael Savage, our traditions, our graveyards, our field of crosses, the sacrifice every time I see, seriously, every time I see an amputee, my heart breaks. Mm, Amen to that. I've been in airports and, and watched those brave men and women and just prayed under my breath, God, where is the Lord God of Elijah? I do pray that a lot. I see broken men, broken women. I see destroyed lives. I go, God, Paul, your servant Paul said when he came to the people, it wasn't with the enticing words of men's wisdom, but in demonstration of the power and the spirit thereof. God raised up somebody. To go out and demonstrate. And listen, I've been in the, uh, what would you say, the, 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 the realm of, of seeing real miracles, uh, 50 years, and I've seen the fake ones, okay? I see the crazy people claiming they're imparting the Spirit of God on a kid for eight minutes that rise like a snake and convulses like an epileptic. That is not the Spirit of God. The Bible says that the, the Spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. I got more flack in talking about a pink-haired, I don't know if it was pink or sharp, it was some kind of strange color, uh, a female evangelist uh, talking about that when we go to heaven, the men folk are going to carry uh, the women folks packages from the, uh, I guess there's a giant mall in the sky. Hope it's not going <laughs> out of business. You know, I got more flack 
I almost, <laughs> I almost had to repent at what I was going to say. The people gave me flack over there. If you can't tell, that's not the spirit of God. You have not been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. If you can't tell the difference between a gathering, gathering demoniac and someone who's anointed, praising God and and having the, uh, I'd say this, the fruit of the spirit. People see that stuff and, and, and they think it's crazy. It is crazy, you know. It's crazy. I think you. I think you spoke about this the last time that that we were on together uh, about the false prophets and uh, the false prophecies and and those who deliver them. Uh, so, I mean, I, what you just said. I mean, it hurts my head to think about this, but but you were you were exactly right. And a lot of us out here. I believe, Steve, a lot of us are getting inundated with that kind of Christianity, in quotation marks. And what's mocked by the left is that kind of Christianity. At the same time, it's pushed by the left or pushed by the communists um, upon the normal, not not normal, uh, the, 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 the masses who uh, right. are, are looking, you know, who are looking for the truth who are attempting to be obedient to God and the word of God. And so it's a mockery as well, I think. And a lot of us are exposed to that. Go ahead, sir. Well, here's the deal. God himself said his name, which is holy, faithful, true. The glory of the creator is blaspheme amongst the Gentiles through those who claim to be his followers. You know. Mm. I've had people say to me, and this is this is amazing. Well, if I've got to suffer, look, nobody wants to suffer. Nobody wants to suffer. That's why the Metaxas article that we read the first what eight verses to, that's why the scriptures we used at the beginning of the show, that's why silence in the face of evil is evil itself. But where is the touch point, the flashpoint. I'm going to say something, Doug. We've gone from the realm of of articulating evil now to basically having evil thrust down our throats. And and I want to make another statement. I'm sorry if this is offensive. You always say the ostriches need to get their heads out of the sand. You know, the infamous cartoon, the ostrich puts its head in the sand. No place in the word of God do I see, and I don't. I see where people should basically be interested in giving themselves an eyewitness view of a colonoscopy. Say that again. Nowhere Nowhere should people be interested in giving an eyewitness view uh, to a colonoscopy using their head. In (laughs) essence. I got it. In essence, you know, they always, there's a slogan, I won't get it, but I'm trying to be very guarded. But ladies and gentlemen, you realize when air comes into a friendship, error, E-R-R-O-R, that if that person isn't right with the Lord, what happens when pressure is put on them? What happens when pressure is put on me? It's why for the years I've been on talk radio, podcasting, I choose, and I have chosen wisely, at least I was told that, I don't 
need to know the names. People have said to me, well, you should bring those people on. I have. We brought on people. And, you know, then they question that. So we have protagonists, antagonists, and we've got AI programs, alien intelligence, working against us day in and day out. Because the one thing all of the damnable world hates is the truth of Jesus Christ. Truth of Jesus Christ. Look, Doug, our lives are our books, okay? You know, the Bible declares God is the author and finisher of our faith. And some of us, ladies and gentlemen, and put me in that category, by age, are having the final chapters of our books written. In essence, what we do now, what we do in the next five days, and everything we do matters, everything we say matters, everyone we help matters. I want to just thank God for all of you, uh, our, our combined audience who have taken up the cause of the veterans, taken up the cause of the widows, the real ones, uh, and you know the single moms and the people that have the right spirit and right heart. You know, God bless each and one of you for your generosity, because again, the generosity that you express so lovingly and free willingly, and the people of God have a heart, they want to help people. I, I Be careful, Steve. I could care less about building a temple to some egotistical maniacs, uh, what do they call it, um, uh, legacy, you know? And I would say this sell it at a profit and give the money back to the people that built it and then give everybody. And look, I'm not naive. I'm telling you this. When you start to see that, you know, the spirit of God is moving. You know that, that it's one thing to say, oh, I was wrong. Ruffalo Dollar said he was wrong to basically, uh, you know, preach the prosperity gospel and almost coerce people into giving. Well, that was an understatement because at one point uh, he made some pretty astonishing statements about what should happen to people that don't tithe. But I thank God at least that he's starting to recognize it. But see, here's the thing, Doug. The word, the word that bothers me and is spelled with two O's, what happens when something is too late? Go ahead, sir. What happens when something is too late? Does that correspond with the two O's? Yeah, two O's. Two. When it's two, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be clever. Q. No, no. I'm, no, I'm just saying this. When something's too late, that means there's no going back. Okay. Right. That's kind of an obscure way of saying. It. In essence, one minute too late is one minute too late. But what did you do with the 59 minutes you had before it became too late? I'm That's talking a good on point. hour clock. Yeah, good point. Good point. No, I I get that. And, yeah. So, and, and you know, you and I. Okay, to the people listening out there, and look, I think I think I kind of know the, my demographics, our demographics, and and the, the people listening to that, that, listening to what you're saying, the older that we, the older that we get, the as we increase in age, and I'm not saying we're old, but as we get older. <laughs> That becomes more important, not the legacy part. Like you, I get that, but but the fact that we have to spend our time judiciously because we don't know. Uh, well, of course, no one knows, but uh, especially with us, we don't know. 
you know, how long we have left. So you're exactly right. And what did we do with that 59 minutes before that last minute? You know, so you're, you're exactly right. And thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. And again, you know, I was, I'm just always astonished. Let me say this. When I start on podcasts, I'm going to reminisce for the sake of the audience. When I started uh, broadcasting podcast, broadcasting before podcasting, you know, whenever, 30 years ago as a guest and having my own show, I started talking about the day when we would see biological weapons and I was the first guy. That doesn't mean I'm bragging. I'm just saying this 30 years ago that they would target, there would come a time when they could design a bioweapon to target individual people based on their genome. And in those days, they didn't use the word genome. They used said based on their genetics. When I got sick and when I got sick unto death and thank those of you who prayed for me and pray for me people thought i was grandstanding and said oh he just came down with COVID. he's trying to make it all about himself well you know ladies and gentlemen i was told exactly and sorry but i was i was told exactly why i was chosen for a specific genomic bioweapon attack because it was payback for me allowing people the open window to see that was happening that long ago. And by the way, evil as a vengeful spirit, or evil as a vengeful spirit, doesn't have memory loss. So, Doug, when I was briefed, and I think you and I talked about some of it, on what they did, I was even told by a four-star active duty special forces general in 2015 that they had my dna i asked him to tell me who he said steve it it doesn't matter and doug you know where they got it they lifted it off a restaurant that i was at with a certain person just like you'd see in the movie so they have my dna but god had my number and the people of god who prayed for me so i'm going to say this i make no apologies that was a targeted weaponized bioattack on me for payback. And when I died, and they thought I would, they were going to basically blow it up and out of proportion. And then they were going to try and use, I guess you'd say my death, as a poster child for saying, see what happens when you resist us? My answer to that is, had it not been for the living God, I'd be with Russ Dizdar. And all the saints that have gone before me. But again, when you're first out of the gate with information, you cannot expect people that are blind, I'm not talking legally blind, spiritually blind, to want to even embrace something that's so far out. I was told at a friend of mine's funeral, as a matter of fact, it was my best friend for a decade. We started Bible studies. I I wrote... uh, uh, Bill's name in the um, opening to my book, the preface, the acknowledgement. And I was told by someone at the funeral that, well, you know, Steve, a lot of people, these are people I used to fellowship with, are scared of you because they think you're over the edge. I said, you know what's a nice thing? This is my response. Do you know what the nice thing about being over the edge? And the woman said, no, what? I said, you can at least see where everyone's headed unless you stop them, as in lemmings over the cliff. She looked at me funny, 
And I could tell she didn't get it, you know? So should I make my jokes? It wasn't but very well stated. I mean, it, it, that's very true. You can see a lot further than the people who are heading for that, uh, that arrest, you, you know, Doug, how long do we have left? We've got about five minutes, brother. Okay. I want to share something too. You've, you've heard Doug Hagman and Steve Quayle and Mike Adams and Alex Jones and others talking about the Bibby stick. You've heard us talking about the satellite phones. Let me just grab one here. Um, Excuse me a minute, Doug. I got a well. I'll just, no, I mean, my satellite phone's right on my desk. Yeah, but. that's fine. Go ahead and get it because this is so critically important, folks. That we need to, to really understand. I mean, we really need the tools. And just like Steve said, look, you know, we're fighting a spiritual battle, and uh, silence in the face of evil is itself evil. Uh, God will not hold us guiltless, especially if we are not doing all we can to fight against the evil that we are uh, that, that we are facing right now. So on your screen, by the way, folks, is sat123.com. That's uh, if you go to hagmanreport.com or stevequail.com. Make sure you mention uh, Doug and Steve uh, for the uh, offers that you see here. But please take care of yourself. Please uh, communications is like the most important, the second most important thing as, outside of, uh, you know, food and water and such, but communications, being able to communicate with uh, loved ones and, and others who know what's going on and, and will fill you in. Go ahead, Steve. Well, here's the bivy stick and here's a cell phone. When I first got involved with the satellite phone store, I basically said, no cell, no power, no problem when you have a satellite phone. Ladies and gentlemen, these couldn't be had fast enough in Florida because of all the power outages and the communication shutdowns. And Tina and Eric, by the way, their headquarters in Sarasota, they went out with vans and communication uplinks, and they were handing out phones and, and, and asking for people. They were facilitating in the field, okay? Both two of the owners of the company are out there with their van, and people are panicked because they can't talk to their loved ones. They can't. They, they, they don't know. And, Doug, you said something. Food and water. Guess what? These will lead you to food and water especially if you're in a network. Now, the bivy stick is cool. And and this and they, I asked Tina today, I talked to her, by the way, 10 minutes before we went on the air. I said, so how many people are getting uh, bivy updates and, and sat updates, Galileo updates? She said as many as that were registered. And some people say, well, I don't always get them. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the biggest fight in the world to fight to get you the communication, the bivy stick. The bivy stick is not a phone. This basically hooks into your cell phone, Bluetooth, wireless, and you use a keypad on your phone to send up to 1,000 1, character messages. The cell phone to the bivy stick, they both are powered independently, is not uh, dependent on any land power, not dependent on any cell tower. So then this, for instance, Doug, your bivy stick, you have a cell phone, and you're in uh, Pennsylvania. I'm in Montana. My phone types in the message to Doug's bivy stick, and vice versa, and we communicate. It is a two-way satellite communication, but it's only character. There's no voice, no voice. 
And you don't need cell towers to do it. It, it, You don't need cell service. No cell service. Remember, no cell, no power, no problem. Satellite phones. Some people are blessed to have the voice near the line. Now, we told you these would sell out. Tina just told me. I said, I want to know how many are available. And she said, of the Inmarsats, I think there's, you know, five or 600 phones. Ladies and gentlemen, people were panicked. Tina told me, she said, we had first responders, we had sheriff, we had everything because nobody ever thought it would happen. Nobody thought it would happen, especially on the West Coast of, uh, of, of Florida versus the majority usually come on the East Coast, you know, where they form off of the Sahel, S-A-H-E-L region of Africa. But the point is, is that People did not have this. So this or the bivy stick will tell you where there's water if you're hooked into the system. And, Doug, what's been frustrating to me is it, it things move so slow. Now, look, I'm not a computer programmer. I'm a computer jammer. You know what that means? I take my, my keyboard or my mouse and I want to jam it right into my screen Because look, (laughs) ignorance of computers excuses no man. But ladies and gentlemen, sat123.com, the people that, I mean, this is amazing. Hundreds and hundreds of people were able to communicate with their loved ones because of the satellite phone store. And that's why Doug and I are so excited about being their sponsors and also, or them being our sponsors, and also Mike Adams. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you this. You're not going to be able to get solar panels or the power uh, supplies. They sell the best. Bob Griswold's run the tests on them. So has Mike Adams. Those guys are tech- technology guys, and they're the best you can buy. So Sat One Two Three, get a get a cell system. Uh, excuse me, get a satellite system and get your solar cells and power supplies. Very well stated, and uh, please do that today, Steve. Thank you very much. God bless you, my friend. Take care of yourself. All right, folks. Until tomorrow, good night.